This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show! guys good evening and to those listening on the podcast recording on friday good morning hopefully y'all are having a great day we are at the interview that we have been waiting for for months now it seems like uh, as soon as we became a podcast these guys have been a huge ally of ours we have rambling raiders joining us with joining us today super excited about this um definitely a big welcome to the show and uh before we kind of kick off into the interview before we kick off into the uh club red segment for you guys Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, rating, review, five stars, all of that good stuff helps us out in the long term. If you want to, please drop us a follow on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you want our personal accounts, Dustin Wimmer, you can find him at Dustin Wimmer 22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanca where the L is a one. And as well as we have the YouTube channel, which we pump little short clips or little short segments of everything we do each week. You can hit that up. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell notification to be notified anytime we go live. Lastly, if you have any sort of suggestions or any sort of uh, anything you want to reach out to us, questions, whatever, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and kick this off again. Ramblin' Raiders here. Super excited about this. Brooks, go ahead and take the home, man. Yeah, so like Arlie said, we've got Jackson, a.k.a. the Big Velvet, a.k.a. the <laughs> Chef. Joining the tailgate today, Jackson. Yes, How you doing tonight, man? Hey, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm a big fan of the Tailgate Talks podcast. I've, I've been following you guys since y'all started. You know, a little while back. And uh, one thing I like, man, is that y'all, y'all mix it up. You know, you do Texas Tech content. Y'all cover um, NBA. You know, all uh, NBA handball, Olympics, any kind of sport. <laughs> handball, so, yes. Hey, the handball app. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that, y'all need to go check it out. It was really good. Um, I got to catch, you know, a, a you know, kind of majority of that one, big portion of it. And so, uh, yeah, man, y'all are y'all are diverse. Y'all are funny. Uh, I've really enjoyed getting to follow you guys, and I'm, uh, you know, really uh, thankful to join y'all tonight and talk a little bit of conference realignment and uh, Texas Tech football. Hell yeah, yeah, man, we're real excited to have you on. Let's cheers. We all are hey. a podcast that likes to drink when y'all do it. We I, do the I, same. I, I, so let's cheers I, to that. I owe way I got, too many shots. Cheers. I got to say, man, usually, you know, on the Ramblin' Rares podcast, we do a beer crack. But tonight, because this is such a, a big Ooh. collaboration, baby, I had to get the tall boy Ooh, out. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a good crack. The, the tall boy beer crack. Oh, yeah. There it is. That was a good noise. That was good. All man, right. We had a solid pop sound. on that. This is the collaboration everybody's been waiting for. <sighs> so let's kind of get into it. So first off, for the people who aren't, you know, super familiar with you guys, how did the Ramblin' Raiders podcast come about um, back in the day? Y'all are, what, over 100 episodes now? You said y'all been over doing this for over two years. So just kind of yeah. tell us about how that came together. You know, uh, funny enough, people always uh, that, that don't do podcasts or anything like this always are, you know, ask me kind of, oh, man, how hard was it? And I'm like, 
you know, it's really not that hard to start a podcast if you want to. Right. I mean, Nick and I had zero experience from the uh, technology, you know, side of things and, and neither one of us were, you know, comms majors or anything like that. But, um, him and and my brother Lane, who's kind of our hot, uh, we refer to him as our hot take specialist. Um, you know, we like to get together and have a few drinks and, and it seemed like a lot of our conversation was, was, you know, revolving around Texas tech. And, uh, it's like that, you know, kind of everyone jokes about it. It's like, dude, we should start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, it's yeah, good. Let's do it, man. So we, we, uh, you know, I had some downtime. Um, it was a slow period in my, uh, you know, my, for my real job. And so, uh, yeah, two years ago we, we, we got together, kind of got a logo and everything figured out, started, uh, getting our, our, um, you know, sound and audio equipment taken care of. And, and we haven't looked back since, man. And so we're kind of like you guys, I mean, y'all were actually, uh, a, a good example for us when it came to the visual aspect of things, you know, we, we've been trying to implement more visuals, whether that be YouTube, we're working on a, our Twitch channel as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's two years, you know, two years running. Our, our website is ramblingraiders.com for anyone listening now, or, uh, you know, to y'all's, uh, like you said, tomorrow or, or throughout on Apple pod, you can find us on Instagram at rambling Raiders, Twitter at rambling Raiders, or Facebook, our page is Ramblin' Raiders Podcast. So we're all over the place, and uh, we just love getting together, having a few drinks, and uh, Hell yeah. talking a little shit about uh, you know everybody playing <laughs> Texas Tech, man. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty similar to our story. It's just, uh, hey, we should start a podcast. And yeah, here we are, and now we're with the guys from Ramblin' Raiders. So let's go over to the Texas Tech side of things. Let's get into the, the meat of this conversation that we all want to talk about. Of course, conference realignment is on the front of everybody's brain right now with Texas and UT or Texas and Oklahoma leaving the conference. So I don't want to, I don't, I feel like all the discussion kind of has been had. So I think what I want to do on this is just, let's just kind of look to the future and let's just pretend that we're in the PAC 12 in your eyes. What does Texas tech look like in the PAC 12 competitively? Do you think that we're going to be successful in this conference? What sports do you see kind of rising above maybe in a, kind of a lesser conference but you know something that we can definitely see ourselves in man i'll be honest uh if if this does work out and i know you guys have probably seen that there's you know there's been talk discussions between bob bolsey and uh uh, whatever the guy's name is for you know the commissioner yeah yeah 12 and uh this is something i don't know when it'll happen i have a strong feeling that you know in this arms race to make these super conferences it will you know they will consolidate at some point and i could see the pac-12 taking teams for me, man, the more I think about it, uh, in, in in preparing for tonight, it's I, I think it's the land of opportunity, dude. Hell yes. Uh, I'm ready to to distance. You know, I, I think it's time to distance ourselves from UT, man. They've been just detrimental. Uh, I, I get they bring in money and all that, but their their fan base and their greed and kind of the way they operate, uh, their leadership is lacking in my opinion. And they don't. I mean, they they're they're willing to throw anybody under the bus to to make a buck. And so uh, I'm, I'm excited to get away from them, honestly, man. I, I hope they go to the SEC, get drove weekend around. and week out, baby. And Hell yeah. Their stock, their brand, you know, and, and maybe some of their evaluation, you know, starts to tank and fall. And in the meantime, Tech's got a new opportunity here, right? Like you just said, it's a, con- it's a conference that in football, at least, is not as competitive as the Big 12 has been. I wouldn't say it's, you know, really far off, but uh, we saw Iowa State handle – Oregon last year in the uh what was that Fiesta Bowl yeah I think um you know uh, I know UT again I hate to say it but they they uh whooped up on Utah 
in the Alamo Bowl a couple years ago. I mean, this is a, this is a conference, I think, from a, a competition standpoint, isn't really on par with the Big 12. And so for Tech, in football at least, and I'm, I'm not uh, worried about our baseball and basketball mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. You know, I think basketball will hold their own. Baseball will hold their own. Yep. Even though the Pac-12 has proven, we saw what they did in the, the tourney last year. Pac-12 can hoop, man. Uh, you know, Bill Walton was trying to tell us all along. Um, you know, baseball. <laughs> he was right. Yeah, they have a good baseball conference. So I'm not – it's good that we're already elite in those sports. But for football, I see this as a big opportunity for us to take a step forward. You know, I already kind of view Lubbock as the Wild West anyways. Let's go out west and prosper, baby. These teams aren't <laughs> – you know, they're not on the same level. Let's go out and try to start getting to seven wins again. God, seven sounds – What a goal. What a goal. <laughs> right? How, how sad it is, man, from growing up as a Tech fan that now I just oh, – I worry for seven wins in a season, dude. You, you, you literally sounded super hype about that. Yeah, we're going to go big this season, guys. We're going to get it. Talk me into you, it. I'm you ready. literally <laughs> grabbed the mic at a rap concert and hyped me up, and then you said seven wins, and I'm like, yeah, that's reasonable. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Oh, God. No, man. I mean, uh, I, I said it on – our pod yesterday, how the mighty have fallen from the, the days mm-hmm. of Mike Leach, man. I know tech yeah. fans get like pissy about that now and harping on it, but you know, winning it. eight, nine games just became easy. And now it's like, yeah, just making a bowl game. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm over here, uh, double fisting, man. If I can, if I can make a bowl yeah. game. Um, no. and by the way, I'll just, uh, for y'all's listening, I, I got a little, I, I like to mix it up, man, with the, the gin and the beer. So if you see oh, me man. back and forth, dude, I try to oh, you know, start us that, that's, ease into it with some beer. That is one of my biggest. That is one of my <laughs> biggest hangover recipes to kick it off. Is as soon as we start mixing, that's the worst part. Is like we'll get going and freaking just. I'll be drinking beers all night. Who wants a shot? Shit, I do want a shot. Here we go. That's, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's Dustin's job. Yeah. So hey, if we do go Pac-12, like it's looking, who who are you excited to play? In, the, in that conference, or who do you think like replaces UT as our rival, or do we, who who becomes our new rival that, that we hate and love to play? Yeah, so initially, man, and, and the way this shakes out, I really hope that we bring. This is kind of a different, you know. Uh, people have different opinions on this. Some want us to be the only Texas school. I kind of come from the school of thought. I would rather us have at least one other Texas team, either TCU. I mean, I, I listen to y'all's podcast. I know how y'all feel about Baylor. I'm right there with you. I don't yeah, give a shit here. what happens. You know, whatever happens to them. I hope I, they get left in the dust. And all yeah, same yeah. here. But like a TCU, I mean, U of H uh, is one. And the reason I say that is because I would like us to still have at least one Texas school to kind of yeah. keep interest in the, you know, uh, amongst Tech fans of, oh, we still get to play one Texas team that we can kind of solidify uh, solidify a, ri- a rivalry with. True. But, um. As far as teams that are already in the Pac-12, man, I got to go either Arizona or Arizona yeah. State, right? Because, I thought that too, yeah. Yeah, from, from a geographical standpoint, it makes sense because we're somewhat, you know, we're closer. closer to them. And then, two, I mean, uh, I wish I would have made some trips out there. I had a buddy that went to Arizona, and I'm, I regret never visiting him. But from what he's told me, Arizona and especially Arizona State, man, we've all heard, oh, yeah. you know, We've heard about Tempe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having my bachelor party actually in a couple months, and we're going to Scottsdale. And I was like, oh, maybe we should just kind of – Go, go swing uh, down, yeah, yeah, like swing down, <laughs> assess the scenery, you know, for future reference for you know, traveling for tech games. But Tempe, man, I feel like tech and Tempe kind of have that party school mentality, they're, they're somewhat uh, 
uh, on the same wavelength. And so, and we we played them recently, right? Like yeah, we had yeah. two good games. We had the Mahomes. We went to that game. Me and Brooks did. And, uh, yeah. at, at Arizona State? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we great were. time besides the football game. Oh, my God. Is that, 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 like, y'all went to the one where it was back and forth, right? And that guy scored like – he ran like eight touchdowns. Yeah, Kalen Balazs had seven touchdowns. Yeah. All yeah. 13 yeah. rushing attempts. God, I was watching. He made his whole NFL career. It was was a great time. Yeah, Tempe's awesome. You're totally right on that. Yeah, actually, so, yeah, what was y'all's experience like there, man? Y'all had a good – I mean, it was good good vibe, good scene. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a little different tailgating-wise. They don't tailgate. They just go to bars. They bar there. So, but their bars are packed, and it was packed with tech fans. I mean, we got there thinking, all right, games at – what nine o'clock nine. that night or whatever it was yeah. <laughs> we show up to the bars they're like yeah one nobody's out it's just tech fans there's Mahomes' dad is at the bar like turning up <laughs> uh, so the funny was yeah so we all get there at one o'clock thinking well games in eight hours we got to get started uh-huh. apparently yeah. the arizona cool. state people didn't get out to like four or five what then they couldn't even get into their own bars because we already had it full so they were yeah. waiting in line at their own bars it was they awesome. were like these damn red raiders <laughs> yeah. the that's a line we had a friend that lived out there and we were going to try to meet up with her and she said they were at the pool and we're like what are you doing at the pool it's a game day yeah. they're like yeah. really get over here that's a, uh, i guess that's just a nice thing i don't know i i i i do like the the arizona thing as far as a rivalry goes that is a definite good way to go we've played both of them recently i and they both kind of have a, a, a similar like you know how we have a little bit of that Texas State reputation where, where as far as the the Big Twelve goes, we're known as a little bit of a party school on like the on like that side of things. Yeah, the sports we're respectable on that front, but like we have that reputation. And and as far as the Pac twelve does, yeah, uh, Arizona Arizona State are known as the two where they where where it's it's kind of a similar culture. So and it'll be like if Texas State had a good football team and they're in the Big Twelve, we were fighting them every year it'd be kind of a similar fight every year. I feel like, and I kind of, I, I do like that Arizona call. I've got a nomination for a rivalry and, and it's a team that we already hate. Cause they copy everything we do here, but we really got to up our hatred of Oklahoma state like this year. I think, I think, I mean, we still you know, talk shit about Texas and OU and all that, but we really start to hammer Oklahoma state since they're kind of our partner in this. Mm-hmm. And then when we go to the PAC 12, we already have just a budding new, you know, rivalry that we formed over, you know, needing each other. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that's a good call. I was thinking about that earlier. Uh, you know, I said bring another Texas team, but ultimately if we can bring at least some big 12 teams, right? Like Oklahoma State's right. the, the most obvious. Right. Uh, I, I don't know about Iowa State or where Kansas State's going to, you know, land. But, uh, yeah, no, Oklahoma State, I think if we do both move over, that they also need to become kind of like, you know, UT and OU are, like we should try to just – yeah. Maybe do our own version of that because you're right. I mean, they do copy everything we do. They they want to be us. You know, I get it. Um, and so I would like – I've never been to Stillwater, but, you know, I heard yeah. it's it's uh, somewhat similar vibes in Lubbock. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I like that call too. That's a good good point to bring up. Oh, dude, Dustin, who, who would you who would be your preferred rival up there? Well, the Oklahoma State thing, we got to win some games to get back on their level to football talk, yeah. talk to them again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, no, we beat them recently. I was about to say, we right, like just, little, but if I we talk the rest to, of the sports world, we whoop their ass. I anyways. think back to the old Big Twelve days, and we'll bring can play Colorado again, who I really hate because we could never beat them through those good leech years. They were our Dude. Achilles heel, and yes. so 
I guess bring them back. They're really close also, like similar to Arizona, Arizona State. And maybe that can be our old Big 12, new Pac-12 rival. God, they pissed me off. I'm actually yes, trying to bring that up because I, I look back on that and they did all – like we'd be Always. so wrong. And they oh, yeah, we'd be, we'd be 9-0 and and then it's like, oh, you got to go to Colorado. Yeah, it's like they were that one team that uh, – I, I don't get it, man. I don't know what happened, man. I guess we yeah. just couldn't handle that Colorado. Even Missouri, we could never handle – Gold yeah. schools. If they had like gold in their color, yeah. Leach struggled against well, the them. Blind. Like, the blinders went up. He was like, I, just can't, <laughs> I can't focus, man. There's no. too much color out there. So, um, I guess w- with the looking forward, though, we still do have the up up and coming football season to look at and and kind of consider. Uh, do you do you have any thoughts kind of heading into the season? Expectations? Uh, uh, where, where are you at so far? So on our our uh, podcast episode that we actually put out today and All recorded right. last night. Our biggest takeaway was there seems to be this – I don't want to generalize and say everybody feels this way because there are a lot of people that don't. I I would say the the minority, I guess, of people I've seen. I've seen some articles and stuff about this saying that, you know, this this football season's not – like don't worry about it for realignment. And I get get the timeline, right? Like if in three weeks we know we're in the Pac-12, then yeah, of course it's not like – But even besides that, there are just major implications on this season, man. This is a, I mean, this is debatably, in my opinion, one of the most critical seasons in Texas tech football history. I agree because of the prospect of realignment, like not only the opportunity or the, the chance that let's say it doesn't happen for a year, another year or so just being good and and like showing other conferences, Hey, look, we're, we're back. Like we we can, you know, back, back to winning eight, eight eight or nine games. Yeah. But, uh, but like still that we're competitive. Um, and then also, I mean, dude, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose Matt Wells going into a year where now we're trying to find a new coach. This screws up recruiting. Um, yep. I mean, this could really set us. If we have a bad year going into conference alignment, it could set okay. us back for a even farther than Long we time. already are, man. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, this is a very important year for football. Yeah, I, I listened to y'all's podcast earlier just to, you know, make sure we I got all the bases of what y'all were covering. And, and y'all mentioned the, the recycling of coaches here. And, you know, yeah, we can't fire another coach and then try to go into the Pac-12 and, and, and think that we're going to be competitive. I think it's very important to get a dub here in this season. Have yourself feeling a little better. Yeah, seven wins isn't, you know – where we exactly want to be, but right now that's where we have to be. Yeah. And it's going to give the PAC 12 or whatever conference we're going into a little bit of better taste in their mouth. If they know, Hey, we've got a team that can come in and be pretty competitive from the start. We're not getting a team that's going to struggle and be at the bottom of the conference. We, we got to sell ourselves. It's, it's basically like a new yeah. job. You don't want to come in and be the, they're already looking to get rid of you. When you come into the new <laughs> job, you want to perform. They're like, oh, basketball Which, and baseball season, but was, football. Good I was God. about to say, like, it, it's a little awkward to have really, like, we have S-tier basketball. We have S-tier baseball. We have S-tier track and field. Like, we don't, like, and going into the Pac-12 with with track and field, going up against Oregon and shit, going to be phenomenal to watch that. But, like, the football is what they're going to be paying attention to because, unfortunately, that's where the money comes from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's a great point. I mean, it's like oddest thing that through all this we are so good at everything else which growing up i was like football season was fun and then i always watched the rest but with no expectations yeah now we are so badass in all these other you know um sports yeah but football is like the one thing driving all of this and we just haven't been able to figure it out 
It's frustrating. Yeah. Tough, tough look for us right now. I always used to say, you know, basketball and baseball were there to get you to football season. And now it's flipped to where football is there just to get you to basketball and baseball season. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad, man. It really has been. Uh, hey, so I'm going to jump ahead in our little list here since you already mentioned it and we're kind of on it. So where what do we need from Matt Wells this year to keep him? What's his breaking point? I mean, you know, tech fans are very reasonable, obviously. No, I mean, <laughs> no, so. not at all. Our, 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 what, our, what does he need to do this year to be here for 2022? It's like it's like Arkansas fans and then <laughs> Texas Tech fans, <laughs> right? They're, they're, yeah. they're crazier than us, but we're you know, no, I, man, people need to realize like, and I get it, dude. Matt Wells, he. I mean, I've never wanted a guy to succeed. Well, I wanted Kingsbury to succeed a lot. I really liked yeah. him as well. But, like, I met this guy in Houston a couple of weeks ago at, a, at an alumni function. Oh, yeah. And he's such a likable dude. Like, yeah. I want him to succeed so yeah. bad. Yeah. But he just hasn't, like, been able to figure it out on the field. And, I mean, rec- look, like, recruiting-wise, he's he's stepping up. He's doing good Got things. Yeah. He's going and getting guys out of the portal. Um, uh, he says the right things. He's got the right mentality. I feel like the team chemistry is solid. But we, when you're, you know, uh, let's go down the line. When you're kicking field goals on second and four, uh, when you're kicking onside kicks, when you're up, you know, you just had a huge momentum swing. Like, it, uh, yeah, it's like it's like he just can't get out of his own way. The the pooch kick against UT. I mean, yeah. this guy. In these last two years, I, I truly believe that Tech actually has been really close. And, you know, what? Yeah. I forgot yeah. what's that old saying. My dad used to always tell me growing up, like, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Like, but <laughs> yeah. we, we really have been so damn close, man, to breaking through and, and being at that six, seven, eight win level, which again, I know we want to improve even on that. But, like, he's gotten close, man. It's just the, the little things uh, from an X's and O's standpoint. If he can get out of his way, man, I, I really hope he does it. I, I want him to succeed so bad this season because if we lose yep. Matt Wells, and then this is another point my brother brought up on our podcast yesterday. If we lose Matt Wells and people, again, you know, going nuts, like y'all said, Tech fans are the most rational and reasonable fans in all of college football. Nope. Kirby Hocutt to get fired. Now you lose your AD. Now you lose your head football coach. We're wading into some real sketchy, yep. murky waters, man. And I just – I hope he can get it right. With I hope Cumbie makes a big difference and that he can get it right with the X's and O's because we need him to stay, man. We need some stability. No, yeah, you're uh, going yeah. into uncharted waters here, and stability is key at this yeah. point. You, you need a little bit you know, of consistency to keep you afloat during these times, and you can't just fire everybody and try to start from scratch while we try to figure out where we're going to be for the so, future. So Especially Canada- with Kirby has such a national – recognition in that in the ad yeah. circle, athletic yeah. circle i really hope we don't lose him man because well he's been yeah keenan keenan had kind of said it last week uh which was which was it's it's an important kind of i guess uh contribution to that statement which is we we're gonna have the same defensive coordinator again and mm-hmm. so then kind of having that year in year out is going to help them a ton and so I, I, I think we'll be a little bit more solid on that side of the ball. And then a second year, well, I guess second and a half year uh, with, with the OC is going to help a ton. So yeah. I, I, I don't feel like seven wins is, is, un, is, un, is unfair for him. Um, so I guess uh, next question on this, on this list that we're kind of going through here, uh, is, is Cumbie the answer? 
that's uh man this is one i i kind of grappled with because Cumbie is is it's a it's a very like unique kind of interesting situation here where you have like the prodigal son returns kind of like a kingsbury situation i mean i remember right. the the 04 you know holiday mm-hmm. bowl one of the most badass football you know tech football games uh and yep. i mean the guy is is he's had some real high highs in the big 12 he's also had some i want to say low lows but some lows some very mediocre years too right but you know i think back to the i think it was the four, 2014 the the trevon boinkin year where like yeah. dude, mm-hmm. i mean they're fortune all everybody oh they, it was like a I mean, it was legendary man i mean well, like what tcu was doing on offense that year incredible yeah last year uh point i was going to bring up um you know i'm excited about his ability to kind of implement a, a solid ground game led the big 12 in rushing like i don't know how much of getting away from gary patterson who you know we talked hate Baylor really hate Gary Patterson too yeah even though I'll, I'll give it to him I mean the dude is a pretty good coach uh but you know maybe getting away from kind of the the yeah. microscope of Gary always being in his you know uh, up his ass and always doing stuff you know I felt like there was some turmoil within that relationship you started you started to sense that when TCU was bad it almost seemed like Patterson was first like let right. me go ahead and blame Cumby, you know and it was like yeah. all right dude whatever um so I don't know maybe Cumby was having a tough time there but bottom line is is uh you know he, he's shown that he can implement like i just said a solid ground game we have a stable of running backs this year uh yeah, we do. he comes from the mike leach you know tree of quarterbacks when True. he was under kingsbury he we were we were really you know we had a bad yeah. offense so the guy's been around good offense right like he's he's been a part of them he's coached them he's uh he, he knows what to do um, and then the other biggest thing in this, and this is kind of, I'm going to go back uh, later on this point with, with our quarterback situation is it just, it, in my opinion, knock on wood right now, it can't be worse than, than Yost, man. Yost was just <laughs> so bad. You, so came, anything, oh man. you came on the right show. Yeah. yeah anything, <laughs> like It's got to be at least marginally, if not significantly better than what, yeah. Yeah. Right? like you can't go anywhere, but up. I I pray I hope he can't go. Oh anywhere. yeah, dude, I'm with yeah. you because yeah, the years look at King uh, look at the year Kingsbury's like first year when Cumby was the OC, yeah. one of our best offensive years. Look at the first couple of years when he was at TCU when Big. Patterson let him do his own thing. Yep. They were had their best offensive years those years, and obviously Wells has showed he'll let the OC do whatever the hell he wants because. <laughs> No leash. <laughs> if Wells can just let Cumbie do his thing, I think our offense can do amazing things this I year. I agree. That Turn was, him loose, man. Turn him loose. That was a beautiful double Yost roast in like yes. one sentence. That right just now, by the way, that was beautiful, Dustin. Yeah, we're always here. We're always here for a Yost. Bring roast. it back. You know, if, if we're fans who like, I never played football. I've only watched football. But if I can tell that you're a terrible offensive coordinator and I can predict the plays that you're going to run. You're not a good offensive coordinator. (laughs) I I felt like I was like playing like Madden or something, dude, where it's like, it's like you look at the plays and like the line blocking doesn't make sense with the route. I'm like, does this guy go pull his, like, does he just, I don't know, man. It it's, it's was like, like Tech Mobile. We only had five plays. Yeah. It's like Pee Wee Mickey Mouse League. And here's the other thing. If you're a guy that has that kind of hair, you can't be a scrub, dude. No. You can't yeah. Scrub. Like, the fact that he was ballsy enough to have that hairdo and then still suck, I'm like, what? what are you, <laughs> you can't doing? have that hair and then be an idiot. Like, yeah. you have to be – to have that hair, you have to be a baller, man. Like, you, you got to be, pro, you know, prolific. 
I guess there's either that or then he always got paired to, you know, the dumb and dumber guy <laughs> photo too. So maybe, maybe we should have seen that version of the haircut instead of the version that he wanted to, wanted us to see with the yes. sunglasses and the, oh man. Can't God. get worse, man. Honestly, thinking back to our offense last year, I mean, it's, it's not like a, a true shot, but if we had a shot thing going right now, like cheers oh. boys. I got yeah. one poured, got one poured. <laughs> Yeah, here we, we go. We, we, we went through it. We went through just, it, guys. I'll, I'll just kill it on that one because, God, it was terrible. It was terrible. I think we all got to make a pact to never speak that name again. Uh, we we yes, got we got, we got worse here. names. We got At least we fired him. Yeah. We got worse names on that list. <laughs> but, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, and let's go ahead and get into some of the players now uh, that we've got the coaching discussion talked about. Tyler Shuck. Over under how many times announcers are going to mispronounce Chuck uh, this season? <laughs> I'm going heavy. I'm saying mortal lock, bet the house on the over, dude. I mean, we on our podcast, it took us like five episodes to finally figure out that it was Chuck. So we just called him like Saw, man. QB Saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. What a, what a, just odd spelling slash pronunciation of that. It man. works. It, it, it's gonna work for him. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. So I mean, what, what what do you think is gonna gonna be the end result out of him? Are, are, we, are we gonna get at least to that seven mark this this year? Like, will he be that guy? So I'm I'm really optimistic about uh, Tyler Shuck because uh, again, let's just you know right right here with uh, we talked about. I hate to bring his name back up, but how bad was Yost? You know, Cumbie's gonna be better. Bowman and like I don't want to rag on Columbia because I mean the guy came in and like as a backup he's he, he's a great backup I'll say that he right can, yeah and he can keep you in games to us to an extent but like Bowman and, and uh Columbia I mean neither one of them really you know were able to like make that jump to the guy right like come yeah. out and, and and own and claim that that spot you know and so I, to me it's like can it get worse again knock on wood but i i don't really think it can you know bowman ever since king uh kingsbury left i, I don't know if it was just you ghost the offense or what but he just never really was the same the injuries, injuries. yeah injuries, i yeah, also don't yeah. think he was that great yeah and, and he's and like he's very prop I mean, up and then he wasn't that great well I, and, I and could, wasn't he a yeah. big wasn't he a big like kind of donor donor pickup guy like his his family like was like heavy donors to the to the to texas no, tech I, I could see it, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you, Dustin. Like, I think Kingsbury might have just made him look better than he was because when Kingsbury was gone, it was night and day, dude. He yeah. just couldn't. He was not the same. Um, again, Columbia. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's there as a backup, but do, you don't want him to be the guy. You know, uh, neither one of them could solidify themselves as the guy. Tyler Shuck, like the things. I mean, you immediately a jump off the page. You like about him? He's experienced, and not only that, but he was pretty successful in that experience with a quality team in Oregon, right? Like yeah. he played for a, a high caliber program. He, he won a lot of games. I know in the end there was, he faltered a little bit and there was some back and forth, but the dude was able to compete in a league that we're potentially about to go join. And uh, the other thing I've noticed about him is he's starting to pop up on some, on some draft boards, man. I yeah. mean, he's peaked interest with NFL scouts. He has the intangibles. Um, he's got a big frame and an arm to match it. You know, uh, I run too. He's got yeah, good legs. Yeah, yeah. He scrambles. He can get good in. Legs. Which with our the way our old lines played the last couple of years, I mean, you got to be able to move, man. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I I truly believe he could be the answer, man. I, I have really high hopes for him. Um, clearly, with Cumby, 
you know, for him to leave Oregon to come here, and I get, you know, again, there was a little bit of a quarterback battle going on, but to pick Texas Tech, uh, come be coming in and, and really going after him, I think there's something there, man. There's some kind of chemistry connection. Yeah. Uh, I have I have high expectations to for him to at least be able to get us to that seven-win mark. And Cumbie's used to coaching quarterbacks that are mobile. Uh, yeah. Like, look at just pretty much every quarterback TCU's had. Even yeah. Dugan, who's not, like, necessarily, you know, the best quarterback ever, he's always torches with his feet. Like, last year he had that, like, 75-yard yeah. touchdown run that put the nail in the coffin. Yeah, that's a good point. He, he likes quarterbacks that can run. Yeah. Um. So, so is there any uh... – any anybody else that, that we're really looking forward to seeing? I mean, anybody to like like who's your who's your keep an eye on player? Who's your who's your player to excite that you're excited to see? So, and I, I'm sure you guys will agree with me on this, man. I mean, we had two two dudes on offense in in Sir Roderick Thompson mm-hmm. and Eric Azukama, who are easy, uh, easy baby. I mean, that guy is is really. I would I would say Sir. Well, here let me go to Sir Roderick Thompson first. I look back to a guy like DeAndre Washington, and I think Sir Roderick Thompson is that kind of caliber running back, and he could have a – if he stays healthy, yeah. he have a year like that. Same thing with uh, Ezukama, man. If, if Eze can stay healthy, these are two guys that are potentially going to be, you know, ring of honor type Texas Tech athletes. I mean, two of the best to ever do it, putting, you know, touting the red and black. I'm really excited for them. And then I'm going to throw – I know we haven't seen him play for Tech, but – we just talked about it, man. I mean, Tyler Shuck, I, I think this offense is going to be electric this year. I really do, man. Yeah. Shuck, Thompson, um, Eric Ezukama. We got, you know, a lot of good young uh, – what's the the freshman I'm blanking? I get them mixed up. Not the guy – Polk transferred. Jaron Bradley. Who's the other badass freshman we got? I was about to bring up Bradley as a newcomer. Um, damn, I'm, I'm blanking on him. But we, we have that other – oh, Miles Price. Miles Price, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy who who showed up for us and went off uh, last season. I mean, we we have talent crawling all over our offense. And then, obviously, Colin Schooler, the guy who almost ended uh, yeah. Brewer's career. I mean, I, that guy still wakes up with, with night nightmares terrors, thinking about that dirty-ass hit, which was – and it wasn't dirty. It was a great hit. But yeah, it was. It was Dirty in the sense of it was amazing. Um, and then Rico <laughs> Jeffers, man. I mean, our, our yeah. linebacking core is going to be the, yes. I think, the, the key of our defense. So those guys, I'm really excited for uh, Ezukama and Thompson. And then on defense, I would say Schooler, Jeffers. And then uh, I think our D line will be improved this year as well. That's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. From everything I've seen, uh, just on the easy thing, I'm. I think he's the best receiver we've had in quite a while. Just watching him last year yeah. with quarterbacks like like we talked about Bowman and and uh, Columbia who weren't necessarily going to blow the doors off of anybody, but still the m- amount of yards he produced with those quarterbacks and still having games where we'd only give him like one or two targets. I remember that Kansas game at the end of the year. We're looking <laughs> and we're like, why does Easy have one target? Like, what the what the hell is going on? So I think everybody wasn't so surprised when we thought maybe he might leave after this year, but I was worried, man. I mean, we, oh man, we, we lost Kashawn Carter. Yeah. It's like having like, you know, Jerry Rice and, and just being like, yeah, dude, go, go, uh, go be a good, like, you know, a uh, stock blocker over there, man. Yeah. What, yeah. Like, what, what, what the hell? I mean, that, I think that was the, well, there was a lot of nails in the coffin for Yost, but, uh, yeah, dude, you got to get the ball to him, man. He's got a huge frame. He can high point it. He's athletic. He's physical. Um, and I know both of them were a little banged up. It looks like they're going to be yeah. available. Everyone's optimistic that they're full. I mean, 
thank God they had the time to recover that, you know, that they did the amount of time yeah. they did. But uh, yeah, man. And then you mentioned uh, Jaron Bradley. I'm really, uh, so let, let, talking about some, inc- some newcomers, right? Some guys that might surprise you this year. He's a guy, uh, you know, six, five receiver out of DeSoto. Who's produced some, some athletes, man. Some yeah. Uh, or star, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, he, uh, you know, I think 24 seven had him as a three, but a lot of other, Reputable outlets had him as a four, so four-star receiver. Um, expect this guy to, to to make a splash, right, in year one. And then I'm really excited about the Duke transfer, uh, Marquise Waters on defense, man, our secondary. He's a guy that that everyone you know was after in the portal. Our secondary has needed some help. Uh, it, you know, I, I know Wells has done a good job bringing transfers in, but we've needed help there. Marquise Waters is, is I think, a guy that's going to make an immediate impact. So mm-hmm. look out for him this year. Let's also, uh, I'll, you know, I won't pour one out. I'll, I'll give a little toast to Adrian Fry, man. Freshman phenom, sophomore slump, junior year, baby, the come up. All right. Yeah. He's, he's, hey, right here, man. He's going to, he's going to come back. We've, uh, I'll just say this: We won't be sponsoring um, Adrian Fry on our podcast any because if he li- if he listens at all, because uh, Lane's gone in on him way too hard. But <laughs> I'm really hoping that he makes a comeback because the dude has shown yeah. that he's he's capable, man. He can do it. But uh, yeah, uh, another name to, for you know y'all's listeners to look out for is Marquise Waters. I think he's gonna come out and impress. What's, what's the? I had his name earlier and I just lost it. It's the Wisconsin defensive back who transferred over here, Reggie. Uh, Reggie. Uh, Oh my, I can't remember his last name, but he's another guy that I kind of expect on that. You know, they, their high praise for him was what I've heard. And Reggie Pearson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wells, I, again, I tip my hat to the guy. He, his exes have been terrible, but damn. I mean, he goes out there, he gets it. It's done dudes. In the portal, man. Just, he gets uh, dudes yeah. here. And, and that's the way it's you know, getting recruits is going. It's going to the transfer portal nowadays. Yeah. And that's so, something um, Ward talked about last week. I don't know if you heard, but he's like, hmm? we're not getting JUCO transfers or no. scrub transfers. We're getting big D1 power five type transfers that can come in and produce and know the game and the speed of the game. Yeah. No, and that's I, I, for, for a team like Texas Tech. I mean, we saw Bill Snyder make a killing of doing that yep. at Kansas State, right? For, for a program like Tech or a K-State or something – I almost think you have to have a healthy, healthy dose of your of your transfers, man. You got to go get yeah. these guys yep. who are a little bit older, a little bit more mature, and they know the speed of the game. And so, Wells has proven yep. to do it, man. Now, just let somebody else call the plays, dude. Just yeah. facilitate, man. Come on, Cumby. We believe in you. So, let's go ahead. Your prediction for the 2021 season for Texas Tech. What do yeah. you got? What do you have us at? So, I've... You know, I've been the the overly optimistic, uh, you know, Homer Tech fan in the past, and it's bur- I've been burned many a times. But since we started the podcast, I was way too eager, way too gung ho in year one. Um, last year, I was very critical and and honestly, just very genuine. I I had us winning, and it, it was a shortened season, but uh, I only had us winning three. I I was saying three games would be. I mean, that's how I had us pegged low, dude. Three, three. Uh, I said three or four games. Four is probably our our best. We ended up with four wins. So this season, and I, I mean this when I say it, man. And and we're kind of on on Rambling Raiders. We're all uh, of different mindsets, you know. Nick is kind of has us as a six win. Lane has been. I mean, the kid's been hurt so many times by Texas Tech football. Us growing up, that he just can't. He can't. It. it you know. It. Uh, it broke it. Man. He can't do it anymore. Yeah. 
he wants to see Matt, and I agree, I, I got to see Matt Wells do it, but I'll put it this way. From a talent standpoint, for Texas Tech talent through the years, with Kingsbury, Leach, whatever, from a talent standpoint, in my opinion, this is one of the most talented teams we've had, man. We have returners, our O-line, we have returners. We got experience. We have athletes in the right positions, new offensive coordinator. I really do believe, and again, I might regret these words, that Tech is a 7-8 win team. I, I think they can be. Now, can Matt Wells do it? I don't know. That's that's the <laughs> almighty equalizer. That's the toughest part, man. That's the toughest part. Is is Matt Wells capable of getting it done? But from a team standpoint, personnel, I think this team's capable of doing some big things. I really do, man. Yeah. I, I think I think we could win eight games this year. I, uh, no, we'll I'm, see, I'm, but, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I looked yeah. at the schedule, and, and eight wins is not it's it's not gonna be easy by by any means. You're gonna have field goal games a hundred percent, but like. Uh, it, it it's doable in this in this we can win the first three, we can beat TCU and Baylor maybe, uh, mm-hmm. Kansas Kansas State like there there there's those are all possible games if we're on our shit. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. I got, I think seven wins is is what I'm looking at, and yeah, you know I know we laugh at it, but. Hey, seven would be huge this year. Seven would feel like we're making it to the national title game with how it's been these last several years. I would party down. Yeah, eight's pushing it. Seven's more realistic. I I guess I see it more as like a uh, you win, you know, you go seven and five and then win the bowl game. Like eight eight, eight wins like with a bowl. But I agree with you guys. I mean, uh, yeah, seven I think is that sweet spot. Um and God, we we need it, man. We need to get so bad trend in the right in the right you know uh, direction here. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so that is that is going to kind of uh, be the the main part of what we're going to be discussing. Just on just mm-hmm. on our own questions that we kind of had typed up for this. Uh, there was, I think, two questions that got sent in for sure. Yeah. So uh, do we have more? the question the question wise, we did have somebody asked if you're getting into shape for your upcoming yeah. wedding. I know, I know it well, man. He's a, no, he he Let's actually is a, yeah, he's a regular correspondent on Laney's Locks. He's a a total shithead, which is why I love him. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to to we call him BD Joe, man. Um, he he's a good dude, a Red Raider through and through. And to answer his question, I've I've actually been drinking besides tonight because when you you know when you're with Tailgate Talks podcast, you gotta do a beer crack. Bring out the forty. <laughs> So besides this tall boy, believe it or not, I've been cutting back on the beer, which has helped a lot. Uh, now the the eating right, I, I got to get to the grocery store and get some more, uh, you know, start doing some meal preps. The working out part, you know, I forgot what movie it is where Vince Vaughn like that. He's like, that's what that's what doesn't have us a uh, uh, couples retreat. That's what doesn't have us inspired, man. That's the working <laughs> out part to me is where I struggle the most, man. And so. Believe it or not, I used to play basketball in high school and in college at the D3 level. And uh, my buddies are like, dude, we got a league. It's YMCA style, man. I mean, we're talking old timers, 30, 40 year olds. Get in they're, there. Like, they're like, you can ease back into this. So when I move back to Houston uh, in, in, out of Austin, I think I'm going to join that league. And uh, hopefully by wedding time, man, be uh, be there you go. All right. Be ready to go. Like that. Get some hooping in. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Looks like uh. So it looks like a couple of these questions got kind of knocked out there with the Texas Tech projected record. Uh. Andrew Candy uh did have this one that was uh, 
uh interesting though. how many huh this was for meant for Laney. I think he was trying to get some Laney's locks on this, but uh, um, but yeah, maybe the sh- maybe the chef can answer. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. So it's a, uh, uh, how many more wins will A and M have last year? I guess compared to this year. So yeah, Andrew, another guy who's been on uh, Laney's Locks podcast. I get. I feel like I'm plugging. I'm plugging Laney's Locks <laughs> more than I am Rambling Raiders. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I can't promise. Uh, definitely fade. You know, some of the time, but occasionally, you know, we'll we'll, we'll hit a winner every uh, now and then. But no, we, we have a lot of fun with that. I don't know if you guys sports bet at all, but uh, it's uh, time. time. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's. Luckily, I've laid off uh, since ba- I'm not. I'm I like baseball, but I'm not. I don't really understand it. Like the I don't know the dynamics as well, like for players and all that. So this summer, I've been taking it easy, man. Doing a little bit of soccer bets here and there. Andrew Candy, though, man, another guy who's uh, on the pod. Sometimes he uh, here's what I'll say. He's a diehard Aggie and my my fiance is an Aggie. And, and oh man, you know, I feel like luckily she doesn't listen to the podcast or else I'd probably be sleeping <laughs> inside because two teams I love talking the most shit about is A&M and Texas and uh, yep. UT all day. Now, now it's UT. I hope A&M spanks the shit out of UT Hell yeah. because I hate them so be- hate them so much. But for the Aggies, dude, I don't. I honestly believe I would take the uh, the under for his question. I mean, they had a premier. I mean, one of the best years they've had in the history Long of the football team yeah. last year. Um, and and I, that's not to say as much as this pains me. That's not to say they're going to be bad because they won't. I mean, Jimbo Fisher is the dude is is starting to make it. Yeah. It is like they're getting their money's worth right from Jimbo. He's he's uh, he got Kellen Mond. To, to elevate to a new level. I know they're going to have to replace him and replace some other guys, but they're getting the recruits. The other thing is, uh, and I, I like to talk some trash about the SEC in this regard, Bama, right, uh, favorite to win the West and yeah. win the conference. LSU just had that that uh, that news about their co- – uh, one of the quarterbacks in the, the duel they were having went down to like a broken arm. Uh, who knows what for what reason, but uh, LSU is going to be back this year. I really do think they got some – they got some yeah. studs in place, and they're going to be pretty competitive. Auburn, I don't know. The new coach, I mean, firing Gus Malzahn was a huge mistake, in my opinion, for them. I could see them taking a step back. Mississippi State, we got the Pirate over there. He's still trying to figure some shit out. And then uh, Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin's not easy. So, the SEC West, besides um, – who, who, oh, uh, Arkansas uh, is the other one. Uh, and, yeah. then, and then, um, you know, so anyways – I could see AM finishing third, maybe in the SEC West this year, maybe second, but I would say that'd be kind of best case scenario. I think they'll win nine games. I think they'll win yeah. eight or nine games. They they usually do hell, maybe ten games. Uh what what they go last or last year was a shortened they, season. Like, they finished top five last year. Top five. I think they were solid. like what a lost to Alabama. Yeah. They just lost to Alabama. Yeah, so I, I could see them losing two, maybe two more games than they did last year, but don't I mean I hate to say it. They're they're gonna be good again, man. They're they're gonna be right yeah. in the mix for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, we still we still yeah yeah, yeah we, it, it still it doesn't matter how long they've been gone from the conference. You still kind of hate to see them and succeeding. Last, even on our last podcast, we still took the opportunity to roast their uh, the Aggie core man and their their male cheerleaders. We have to hit them every time we can, <laughs> all the time. Uh, every we're time, we're always sure to take a shot at them. Every chance uh, what was it? Who was it talking? To? I forget who I was talking to about it. That that she was baffled. So she she's a she's a South Carolina fan. She's like baffled 
by how the entire student <laughs> section knows every cheer. And I'm like, they, they go and teach them as soon as they come in as freshmen, all the they little cheerleading nice. stuff. And like, they have some dude out there in overalls looking real weird at the front of everybody, like showing them all the goofy chants. I'm like, I'm like, can someone really sit me down and tell me they went to AM and be like, yeah, that's badass, man. Like, that dude out there, like I'm like, do, do you really oh, believe that? You know, the be midnight yell? <laughs> yeah, be, come on, uh, be serious. Yeah. Um, so we, we are kind of getting close to that hour mark for you. We don't want to hold you up for your, for your, for your, uh, after, nope. after show plans. Yeah, so let's no go ahead. We got the main thing here at the end of each, uh, podcast recorder, each interview, we do have our tailgate questions. Uh, yeah. so, uh, I'll go ahead and, and shoot the first one out there for you. What is your favorite tailgate food? What is your go-to? If you see a full buffet, what, what is uh, big velvet running for? <laughs> And Big Velvet can put it away, man. It's like whenever it comes down to it, you know. Uh, so at a tailgate, I don't like to go too heavy. So uh, like a, a brisket taco kind of situation, you know, yeah, where, yeah. where I can just I can sort of uh, you know like mitigate eating too much and just uh, kind of do portion like you know portion it out. Right, I'm right. Like two 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 tacos. Uh, I like the barbecue. I like tacos. You know hot dogs dude or just you know simple old school but like they get it done man a glizzy a glizzy on game day is uh is is kind of like a rite of passage man but no if i had to if you like pin me down and you know my go-to and i i remember the tech tailgates i went to usually would do these but like i like the kind of brisket like a brisket taco or something like that it's a good Um, move it's good man so then you can eat but you know it doesn't like right like it, it doesn't soak up too much of the alcohol, so you still got a good buzz yeah. going all day. That's what it's all about. That's right. Maintaining, maintaining. That's the key. Yes. And our last question on the tailgate, Arlie likes to describe it as this: You're slapping fifty dollars down. Your pit. You get to pick what tailgate game we're playing. What game you picking and beating us at? What's your tailgate game? Dude, I gotta go flip cup, man. Ooh, Ooh. And now, flip and now, cup. The all right. Thing about flip cup is. It's all about your team, though, right? Yeah, like you've got to yeah. have a solid team. So, um, I mean, I'm, I, I, you know, like looking at it, it it's like I want to make sure I got some uh, some hitters on my side as well. Right. Uh, for whatever reason, man, I don't, you know, it's just like flip cups kind of, it's easy, it's natural, it's 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 good to do. And then the, the games I like playing, like cornhole and stuff like that, I, I love them. I'm just not. I, I tend to not be as good at them. Okay. So if it was like a competition, I, I'd probably go flip cup. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about you guys, yeah. man? What's your go-to? I got to hear because I'm cornhole all the way. Okay. Yeah. See, uh... see, Dustin's the kind of guy that scares me when I get to a tailgate, <laughs> and he's eager to play cornhole because I'm, right. I'm I love it, dude. Same. Like I want to line up, but after a few shots, a few beers, okay. like that's exactly that's, what I, I get do better. I give yeah. you a little tipsy <laughs> and then you're easier to give in and then I'll get yeah. you to the boards and, and just whoop you on it. And then the bags are just suddenly not, <laughs> not, not hitting the hole and then they're not hitting the board. And I'm like losing All money. Losing bouncing. My wits, put, put, put me on some washers, man. Put me on some washers and I, uh, but, but not the, not the sand pit ones. The ones with the little, uh, the, the AstroTurf board. Yeah. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Give me a, if I'm teammates with Dustin, I'll go cornhole. Um, <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I'll take that. We'll take that $50. Other than that, yeah. probably beer pong. If it's not like super crazy windy out, I, I, I like to play some yeah, beer see, I'll pong. I'll play so. any of them. That's my specialty. Is just Bro- Brooks is very, very solid. I will give him his due credit. He's very solid at the beer pong table. And it's Dude. very annoying. 
Well, hey, dude, if you guys, I know we talked about a little bit earlier, but hey, September 4th, man, if plans change, if you get an opening, yeah, or like, I I will absolutely be there. I I live, I live an hour south of Houston. I will be at that tailgate. We're doing this. Not, not to go completely off topic, but where south of Houston? Oh, uh, Lake Jackson, probably about about an hour south, about 10 minutes from the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome, man. Yeah, I'm moving back to the Houston area. I'm from Friendswood originally. Um, Okay. Had to play them in soccer. It was not fun. Hey, well, <laughs> your uh, our soccer team's definitely better than our our basketball football team, that's for sure. I didn't say uh, it. I didn't say but, it. <laughs> but dude, no, for real, man. It uh definitely want you guys to be there for y'all's listeners if you're in the Houston area September 4th. I'll give it a quick plug, NRG Stadium. Um DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or uh you know, fi- I mean, if you show up with 25 bucks, we're going to give you a wristband, right? But we're trying to offset some costs for food and for alcohol but we want everybody to come out man it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna have cornhole uh we might we're probably go. gonna have washers and we're definitely gonna have at least beer pong or flip cup going depending on like you said kind of the the um the you know w- uh, w- w- or windshield factor there right yeah that. so uh so y'all come on out man to the, the tailgate i would love to have you guys there and it's gonna be a lot of fun absolutely um so i guess if you want to take a quick second here we're gonna wrap this up we're hitting that uh, that that uh that last bit of the hour mark uh, plug your shows. I mean, uh, it sounds like you got a couple going out there. Where can people find you? Uh, what what shows are you a part of? Uh, let let them know how, how to how to get 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 more uh, get more of the Jackson. Absolutely, man. Big Velvet, the Chef, Jackson. You know, I go I, I'm, all the names. I'm a man <laughs> of mystery, but uh, we have three podcasts under the Ramblin' Raiders media umbrella. You know, Ramblin' Raiders obviously is our our staple, our main one. You, could, you guys can check us out there. Um, I wish my co-host Nick and my other co-host, uh, my brother Lane, could have been here tonight, man. Those guys love uh, having a few beers and, you know, cutting up about yeah, uh, yeah. tech sports. We'll, we'll do a bigger collaboration at some point during the season, man. Yeah, and there'll be more of this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for, sure. for sure. And uh, so Ramblin' Raiders, we also have Laney's Locks is on, you know, and they're all all these podcasts are on uh, Inst- or, uh, Spotify, Apple Pod. Um, you know, wherever you, uh, we're, we're all across the podcasting sphere. So, um, Laney's locks is all about sports betting. We, uh, we have the chef and Leno uh, on there and, 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 you know, we, we do a lot of, uh, sports stuff. And the last one we have is called loose lips with gator ships. She's a Texas tech alum okay. who, uh, graduated right before actually I got there. I think she was 15. Uh, and I mean, she's, it, it's not like full blown raunchy call her daddy, all like esque all the way but she's just she's hilarious she's an entertainer and um she brings on really interesting you know like guest guest hosts who come on there and and just interviews them like joe rogan style and i i mean i i'll be perfectly honest i like listening to her podcast more than than rambling raiders or laney's lock she's super (laughs) funny texas tech diehard she'll be at the tailgate so uh she'll definitely um you know be there to to for for everyone to meet she's just uh she's you know, entertaining person. And so it's loose slips with Gator ships. She's on Instagram, Twitter and everything like that. Uh, and y'all can follow us there, but, um, yeah, man, that's, that's our, our slate. And, uh, also rambling raiders.com. You can go check us out and we have all of our, our stuff on our website as well. Absolutely. Dude. Yeah. Go, they, y'all do merchandise and then they give a uh, 10% to, uh, charities and stuff like that. Right. That's right, man. We, we need people to, uh, to start buying some more merch, man. We, yeah. we, we, <laughs> We, we try to rotate it every month, and so we, we give back to – we've done, like, the Houston Food Bank. Uh, we, we've done some local organizations in Lubbock. But, yeah, I mean, we're all about giving back, man. And so 
uh, 10% and, and we've even upped it at times to 20, 30%, uh, goes to kind of the charity of the month, man. So we're, uh, you know, oh, go, yeah. go copy some merch if you can. No, it's amazing. That's amazing. Well, awesome. again, man, uh, you know, don't want to, don't want to keep you too, too long here, but thank you so much for coming out. Th- thanks. Thanks for being a massive ally to the show, honestly, since, since, yeah, we appreciate it really yeah, early yeah. on, uh, uh I'll, I'll say in closing, man, you guys really, uh, I mean, you know, I'm part, like we're, we're part of the guns up nation network and, and talking text, another one, you know, just like you guys that are really good dudes, um, like to, you know, have a few beers and, and do that and, uh, and everything. But with y'all's man, I, 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 you know, saw y'all early on on Twitter and, and started listening and it's, it's great for the Texas tech community. And again, I mean, y'all, the thing I think that's really cool and unique about y'all's podcast is y'all's ability to, I mean, y'all cover everything, right? Like you do yeah, right. all sports and, and y'all are funny and witty with it. And so for the, but for the Texas tech community um, to have these kind of outlets, you know, that are a little bit more under, you know, not, uh, not as traditional as like uh, your, your standard, you know, right. your journalistic outlet. From the fans know, perspective. From a, exactly. Yeah. From a fans perspective, you guys do a great job, man. Y'all have good interviews. You're funny. And so uh, for our listeners, I'll, I'm, you know, I'm always going to be an advocate for you guys and be sure to plug y'all on Ramblin' Raiders because, uh, I mean, Tailgate Talks is, has got it going on, man. So Hell I've had yeah. a lot of fun tonight. And the tall boy is – it's almost there, baby. We're, we're almost done. So it's been a good at. Hell, yeah. Hats off on the Yeah, we've game. enjoyed it, man. This has been fun. We hope to do more stuff with you guys in the future. It's been a blast tonight, man. Absolutely. Well, uh, that is going to wrap up the Club Red portion of this week's episode. Yeah, big cheers, big cheers for this this episode, man. We've been we've been looking forward to that for for literally really early on. I think you were over at Raider Bar taking shots for a shot bet or something like that. Oh, and, oh man, yeah, we were at LSU, man, for that. Yeah, that's uh, right. The, yeah, the, the the McClung miracle at uh, you know, for LSU yeah. uh, in basketball, and I saw y'all sing on Twitter, and I was like, dude, everyone at this table is hitting a shot bet for Tailgates Talks right now, and uh, that's a cool component of y'all's podcast, man. I love. Yeah. I love doing, uh, you know, like watching and engaging the shot bets. That's a fun yeah, part so. of it, man. It, it, it's we we got little stuff going on, kind of like like that to try and kind of engage with people, and it, it's been it's been making it very entertaining on our end too. Yeah, but for sure, uh, won't keep you any longer, brother. I, I, again, thank you so much for everything, and and obviously again the, the, all the hype and everything, been phenomenal. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that will uh, for everybody listening out there on Twitch on Twitch and uh, and listening to the pod this Friday. Thank you again for tuning in. This is going to be the end of the Club Red for this week. Uh, for those listening live, we will have the tailgate where we cover the rest of the sports world for you guys coming up shortly after.